0: Uh, Hi, I'm Whitney Arana, Associate Editor at PS, and I'm here with Jonathan Stein, our Managing Editor, and we are connecting with you guys through a new medium, uh, the podcast. And today we're going to talk about a recent piece, um, and just more generally about Donald Trump's leadership style. Uh, We had a piece by Lucy Marcus that emphasizes how unsuited he is in his leadership style for running a country or even running a business. Um, And it's something that, that she points out, but also that you can see um, with the chaos that has overtaken his administration over the course of his first few weeks. Uh, The most recent development being uh, the Michael Flynn stepping down. Yeah. Um,
1: The interesting thing is that she, you know, when he, she says that when he was running his business, uh, everything it was a very personalistic, almost you know heroic, uh, you know form of leadership, which didn't always work as well as as uh, as as he's portrayed it as working. There's, there are a lot of holes, as she put it, puts it in the backstory about his uh, fabulous business success, which. Is, uh, is is certainly true, and and you you know somebody who was as wealthy as he says, as, as successful as he says, uh, would certainly would certainly uh, at the very least um, release their tax returns uh, to 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 prove it, um, and that's leaving aside whatever else whatever other reasons he may not he may have had uh, for not releasing his tax returns. But uh, you know, in the presidency, uh, he's no longer. Uh, the only one who's affected by his failures and uh it's something that affects the u.s and it affects the global economy and
0: he can no longer choose what to disclose that's right as well
1: that's right and and uh and and so this kind of personalistic hubristic heroic uh uh form of leadership um simply simply uh doesn't work until uh, you know, you know, s- seven hours before uh, uh, Mike Flynn, the national security adviser, resigned last night, the, the, you know, the, the White House was still defending him. Uh, uh, Sean Spicer was saying that the the president has full confidence in him. That facade was already crumbling, uh, and and the, but the, you know, the very choice of um, of somebody like Mike Flynn and how he behaved uh, in office. Uh, Really shows that um, that that uh, this is where I think Lucy Lucy's, Lucy's uh, ma- makes a very good point. This is an administration that hasn't consolidated itself. Many people were afraid that w- what's really been happening uh, is that this is an administration with a very sort of Machiavellian uh, long-term strategy. That's uh, that. Where there's going to be a lot of head fakes and uh, uh, you know misdirection, we'll be paying attention, uh, you know, to this uh, seeming mistake when they're actually up to something else. And it's becoming quite clear that that's not the case at all. That this is simply uh, a, 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 a very erratic, incompetent uh, um, uh, administration that's headed by a, a, a person who. Is simply not fit to uh, to lead a complex organization. Uh, uh, certainly not one as complex as 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 the U.S. government. Um, and the int- where where you see this, uh, Lucy points to various uh, you know forms of um, of. Control and resistance to uh, uh, to this administration, and one of them is obviously Congress, which hasn't, uh, in fact, uh, asserted itself in this way, uh, ending up approving uh, so far all of the uh, uh, of the cabinet picks uh, of, of of Trump's cabinet picks, but 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 we've seen with Flynn that there are other other sources of uh, of, of control. One of them being the intelligence agencies, the so-called deep state, as our Turkish friends put it uh, that that the um, the intelligence communities have been very reticent about Trump uh, prior to the the resignation of Flynn. One of his top aides, Robin Townsley, Africa director on the N.S.C., wasn't given a security clearance, and this was approved by Pompeo, Trump's own pick to, to lead the C.I.A. Uh, and that forces him from from his post. So. The, the And the intelligence agencies have also let it be known that they're not sh- sharing everything with uh, with the White House. And you made a good point, Whitney that you know, how how can you? I mean, this is the most insecure, leaky yeah. administration. Uh, say say a little bit more he, about that.
0: yeah, he well, I mean, we've had the experience with Trump first of all, I think it began when he was rejecting intelligence briefings so automatically you know the intelligence community is going to lose a little bit of faith in you and then just recently it was probably the most jarring moment when he's having dinner with uh, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in his you know own private country club Mar-a-Lago in Florida and um, he finds out he gets this this information about that North Korea has conducted a ballistic missile test and so his aides come out and they you know they're they're giving him this information they're showing him documents they're using their cell phones to illuminate the documents while he's in this public dinner with paying members yeah um these people are these these ordinary people these members are taking photos with their cell phones and posting them on Facebook of Abe and Trump you know, trying to figure out what to do. There was
1: one guy with the nuclear codes, you know, with the briefcase. Yeah, they're taking photos together and
0: and posting on Facebook. I just took a photo with the guy holding the nuclear football, which has the codes in it. So this is obviously, you know, anybody who can pay $200,000 to get into Mar-a-Lago, which Trump doubled the entry fee when he, after the inauguration, um, uh, now has access to Trump's cabinet, to to his whole administration, to him, to foreign leaders. Um, And the idea that they're doing this so publicly and that, you know, people have their cell phones, typically you would have this kind of briefing. In a room where there are no cell phones allowed because it's so easy to use a cell phone to collect information to record information um, especially these private unsecured phones that everybody's got Um,
1: and remember this is an administration that campaigned very heavily on Hillary Clinton's supposed security breaches Mm -hmm. and it's that's all sort of just gone out of the wind out the window Uh, this is this is uh, you know, a, a, a an administration that is a living, walking security breach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can see why the intelligence agencies' career uh, officials would be uh, extremely reticent, extremely worried. We've and we we see a, 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 an alarming uh, level of incompetence that should not be. Um, uh, dressed up or misinterpreted as some kind of uh, some kind of long game. If, and I think our final yeah.
0: level of in- incompetence uh, or one additional way that they've demonstrated their incompetence is with um, what he's tweeting with regard to companies. Yeah, and that's something else that Lucy Marcus points to that uh, companies are now in the position, I mean, the first couple of times Trump tweeted against a company, they suffered. But now, because uh, Nordstrom, the chain, has dropped Ivanka Trump's uh, clothing line, um, and accessory line, um, Trump tweeted that Nordstrom has treated his daughter very unfairly.
1: And what he, happened to their stock? <laughs> and
0: he retweeted it from the POTUS account, the official president of yeah. the United States account, and theirs was the first stock to close higher at the end of the day, even right. on a day when, um, on average, that's not what was happening. So there's this... Um, I mean, and of course, then there's the the, the clear ethical breach of Kellyanne Conway giving I mean, a free commercial. To right, Yon that's been an, line, encouraging,
1: right, been encouraging, encouraging people, people to, buy. to buy
0: it on television, um, which was a clear ethical violation. Uh, so this sort of the idea that, that a top advisor to the president wouldn't know that and would need to be counseled on something that's so basic yeah, um, is is really pretty crazy.
1: This Third source of resistance that she identifies, in addition to the courts and Congress, and now the the this, uh, the intelligence community, uh, is the people themselves. And this is where this uh, this pressure is coming from on companies, right? That companies are no longer uh, able to simply sit on the fence when they have Uber, for example, when he, the 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 uh, the chairman, the CEO is uh, it turns out to be on the uh, Trump's Economic Advisory Council, a campaign gets, you know, gets up to 200,000 people delete Uber from their, you know, from their smartphones. He immediately backs down and resigns from this, uh, from this guy. I think he pledged all of this money for, you know, for immigrant rights. Uh, I mean, so, you know, so, so, so companies are, you no, know, certainly there are some companies that are getting, Uh, behind him, There are companies, uh, you know, such as Oracle and Boeing that have banded together to, uh, in support of the Republicans, uh, uh, border adjustment tax. They like the idea of having their exports deducted from their incomes uh, for tax reasons. Uh, And the retailers are on the opposite side of the fence. The retailers are saying this is going to be a disaster. And when you think that the service sector uh, accounts for much more employment, you know, manufacturing production in the US is down to, I think, 12 million or 12 and a half million uh, uh, people. This is going to have, a, a, you know, a border adjustment tax like this could have a devastating effect uh, on, on the very people that, that Trump has said uh, he's, going to, he's going to help. And yet another example of, of, of this incoherence and incompetence uh, uh, in, in, uh, in, in policymaking.
0: Yeah, and, um, and I think just the, the last point too that, that to go back to what I mentioned earlier regarding um, representatives and members of Congress, as people are increasingly putting pressure on businesses, they're also putting more pressure on their Congress people. Um, the Utah representative at a recent, uh, he's a Republican at a recent town hall, um, had thousands of his constituents chanting at him to do his job, which was to investigate uh, Trump the same way he's responsible for investigating any political leader. Um, So there is this this pushback from the people that's coming in a lot of different directions and pushback against Trump in general that's coming from so many directions.
1: You know, and and that's been one of the one of the many efforts. And it's something that we stressed from right from right after the election uh, that there will be a lot of pushback, a lot of protest, and we're seeing that now. Uh, and 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 what's interesting is that many Democratic leaders, Democratic Party leaders, have been taken by surprise by just how strong it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And and they're now trying to p- sort of play catch up. Uh, they're benefiting from this. You can have Democrat, you know, Democratic leaders in Congress saying, "Okay, what other after Flynn? What other national security threats are lurking in the White House? We get we you know we have to get to the bottom of this." They can go on the offensive. But they still all they still face their own um, uh, battle for the future of their party, uh, a leadership battle between a you know sort of younger, more kind of Bernie Sanders-oriented crowd, uh, and and uh, and for lack of a better term, to put it crudely, the Clinton wing uh, of, of the party. Uh, right now, that that there the Democrats are in sort of a a, a a position where they can you know put that to the side, that leadership battle to the side, because. The administration keeps shooting itself in the foot, and they can kind of unite uh, against this. The question is, where does this lead? I mean, you know, the lack of consolidation uh, that we've seen. When does it actually become real erosion and decay? And when do we start moving toward uh, wondering whether he can even finish a four-year term in whatever way? Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we uh, leave it there? Um, this is a new, uh, a new uh, experience, a new um, product for us, the, 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 the podcast. Please tell us what you think. Go read uh, Lucy's column uh, uh, at our website. It's an interesting one. I'm uh, Jonathan Stein, Managing Editor. Uh, thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, and I'm a Thank you.